And hello and welcome to our program, The Truth Will Set You Free Bible Prophecy Edition. I'm Vic Batista, along with my co-host Nathan Jones, and we are with Lamb Lion Ministry. We thank you for being part of our program, The Truth Will Set You Free Bible Prophecy Edition. Today we have a great program prepared for you today as we're going to talk about a prophetic Christmas with the question of have you ever wondered how Christmas came about? And also, is Christmas just some man-made holiday used to sell stuff? Well, stay tuned for today's program as we're going to give you a biblical perspective regarding Christmas. But before we continue, I'm going to ask my co-host Nathan Jones if he will open us up with a word of prayer. Lord Jesus, I thank you so much for this opportunity to study your word, to understand, Lord, the greatest miracle of all, the incarnation of the God of the universe as a man to bring salvation uh, to the lost. And we do pray, Lord, that we will understand you better and grow in our relationship with you. In your precious name, amen. Amen, amen. Again, you're tuned into the Truth to Set You Free Bible Prophecy Edition. Big Batista, Nathan Jones with Lamb Lion Ministry. Again, we're talking about a prophetic Christmas. For those of you that are part of our program, we'd love for you to share it with your friends and family. Those of you following us on social media, go ahead and share that so others can take part of that. And of course, before we continue, I'm going to welcome my co-host of the program, Nathan Jones. Nathan, it's great to have you on. Merry Christmas, brother, and to all you who are tuned in. God bless you. Thank you, Nathan. Merry Christmas and a late Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving to you as well. Uh, well, uh, And a happy new year. There you go. Might as well put it all in there. <laughs> yes, yes. I won't bother with Kwanzaa, but I'll say happy Hanukkah. How's that? There you go. Well, Nathan, you're right. It's just all these holidays, they overlap with one another. So it's kind of fun in a way. It is. If you ever watch uh, YouTube, the Babylon Bee, it's a conservative, likely Christian group uh, that makes satire. They have this funny video about about Christians war on Christmas. And when people say happy holidays, you know, and Christians get all mad. No, no, it's Merry Christmas. But then when you look at happy holidays, the, the root word for holidays is holy days. These are the holy days that we're talking about. So, uh, you know, and happy holidays might be secularized. But its original meaning continues to be a celebration of a holy day, the day that the Messiah came to the earth as a child and uh, so he could grow up and uh, bring salvation to the world. So happy holidays. Hey, I love that, Nathan. And you're absolutely right. I'm originally from the Dominican Republic and we celebrate Christmas a little differently because we, it goes all the way up to the celebration of the wise men. And it really doesn't end uh, in December. It continues through January. So it is holy days. Wow. And we talk about the United States as dragging Christmas out. You guys bring it all the way into January. <laughs> hey, we've got to squeeze it in. It only comes in once a year. <laughs> well, twice, I guess, right? If it goes between December and January. <laughs> Absolutely right. But Nathan, it is, a, it is a joyful time. And you and I always have a lot of fun with things here. But Nathan, in case someone is new to the program and they're not aware of what we do and how to get a hold of our resources, can you share with them a little bit about the ministry? Absolutely. Well, if you're tuned in for the first time, Vic and I are both um, evangelists with Lamb and Lion Ministries. We're a Bible prophecy teaching ministry, and our mission is to proclaim the soon return of Jesus Christ. All right, if you check out our ministry at our website, ChristInProphecy.org, it's named after our television program, which is Christ in Prophecy, now airing 19 seasons and on the major Christian networks. And you can check us out again, ChristInProphecy.org. We have a wealth of articles social media, newsletters, videos, teaching, uh, sermons. We got so many things. We want to help you grow in your relationship with Jesus Christ. 
And so come and uh, check us out again, ChristinProphecy.org. Awesome. Thank you so much, Nathan. Again, wonderful, wonderful resources for those of you that are part of the program, those of you following us on social media. Nathan, exciting times. And well, Nathan, it's nice that we are going to be celebrating this wonderful holiday Christmas in the midst of these challenges, because these past months and these past weeks have been very dreary uh, with what's going on still. We're battling this uh, pandemic in the U.S. and this resurgence, and it's it's taking a toll on America and also the joy that is trying to zap out of Christmas. Would you agree? Oh, absolutely. And, and studies have, have shown that 2021 has been a terrible year. Uh, reproductively, I, I thought, you know, everybody kind of having to shelter in place with family members, but the birth rate has dropped significantly. Uh, there's mass suicides, especially amongst the youth. Uh, one person, even in my own extended family, committed suicide at 22. So I understand that pain. We have the elderly. Uh, I have relatives who are dying of COVID-related things like pneumonia, and uh, many people have encountered others who have gone through the same thing. Of course, there's war brewing, it seems, between Russia and the Ukraine and China and Taiwan. Uh, our government is in disarray from inept leadership. Israel looks like it has to attack Iran. I mean, it just seems like we're on the verge of utter chaos. So when we bring in this Christmas season, it's, it's a time to have just a little bit of peace, right? To reflect on the peaceful scene of Jesus in the manger and the star of Bethlehem in the sky and, and be with family as best we can. And, and just remember that God is the Prince of Peace and he brings peace to us. So while the world's in chaos, we can find peace uh, back of the homestead. I love that, Nathan. I love that. And I think what that's a beautiful reminder so that when we look at, uh, when we celebrate Christmas, as we are going to look at it today, we also recognize, Nathan, that, yeah, there is the joy, there's the wonderful things, but we all, we always have to bring the biblical perspective into it so that, that it truly has meaning and that it truly has hope for the hurting out there. Otherwise, it's just going to be another uh, celebration uh, uh, throughout the year. But if we don't have hope in there, it really doesn't mean much, does not mean much. And you and I were talking about this earlier, Nathan, that technically right now we're celebrating two types of Christmas in the United States of America. And maybe some people haven't really thought about this because I think some people think that when we talk about Christmas, they're thinking more of a man-made holiday uh, to just buy gifts and pass out gifts. But uh, the reality is, Nathan, that that's not true uh, as we look at the Word of God. And yes, I think you would agree that there is a Christmas celebration that is man-made, uh, as is celebrated uh, uh, without the, the Bible, but we also turn to God's scripture to see the hope that is found when we really celebrate uh, Christmas how it should be. And I think you would agree that today, sad to say, most of what we call Christmas is just nothing more than a, um, a an opportunity for the big companies to sell stuff. Yeah. Well, I, when you think of the word Christ Mass, Christmas, Christ Mass, it's supposed to be the the mass or the church worship of the Christ, the Messiah. So it is a holiday, uh, the religious holiday. It has to do with Jesus, no doubt. And that's the way it was celebrated for centuries. It's interesting that when you get to a World War II era, and I was reading this, I found this fascinating, that in the World War II era, as people were off to war and they're missing family and loved ones, and in Hollywood would sing songs and make movies about Christmas, and 
the focus shifted from being a religious holiday to a sentimental holiday of being with family, you know, being with loved ones. It was about fellowship and family. And it's then you get into the 50s and 60s where we get into this rampant materialism that spread across the United States and the Western world. And it soon became about consumerism, getting together with your family and buying stuff and giving gifts. And they say, well, the wise men gave gifts. So, you know, they kind of tie it in there. But for the most part, the, the idea of that Jesus being born was lost. It's I have a neighbor up the street who has those blow up things, you know, you put in your front yard for Christmas and they have a wonderful blow up manger scene. And right next to the manger scene is a blow up R2-D2 and a blow up Yoda and a blow up Santa and a blow up reindeer. And Jesus is lost in this mix of mis-messages and consumerism that doesn't make any sense whatsoever. And that's, I think, the state that we've found Christmas in today. Mm, wow, Nathan. And you made such a, again, what a what a great way to uh, to open that up and share us the history, because there's nothing wrong with celebrating and it's great to have fun, to encourage each, each other, encourage our soldiers. But really, when someone is looking for true hope past that celebration, there's not much left after the blow up and all that hot air comes out, all those things, Nathan, there's really not much left. But when we celebrate things biblically, we notice that it's not just make believe, that it's not just uh, uh, um, feelings and emotions, but there's a deep uh, meaning behind what you and I call Christmas. And you said it very well. It should, it's supposed to be about Christ mass. Unfortunately, today, uh, Jesus has been lost from this holiday for the most part. Yeah, and especially as we see secularism on the rise, uh, Jesus is being stomped out across the West. And then where areas that the church is growing, especially in Asia, like China, they're having to hide. As we look at uh, the Gospel of Matthew, uh, chapter one, Nathan, would you be able to take us there to Matthew chapter one uh, and read for us verses 18 through 23, just in case someone doesn't have a Bible so they can follow along with us? Absolutely. Matthew 1, 18 through 23. Now the birth of Jesus Christ was as follows. After his mother Mary was betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found the child of the Holy Spirit. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man and not wanting to make her a public example, was minded to put her away secretly. But while he thought about these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take to you Mary, your wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. And she will bring forth a son, and you shall call him Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. So all that was done that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the Lord through the prophet, saying, Behold, the virgin shall be with child and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which is translated God with us. Nathan, that and I mean, what a beautiful story. And right there really outlines for us. I mean, technically, this is Christmas right here. It's, it's the birth uh, of Jesus. And technically, that's really, uh, in a nutshell, what Christmas, the start of Christmas should be from a biblical point of view. And, and I just love when we turn to God's word, the meaning that we're able to get out of this. Oh, absolutely. I mean, we're seeing a fulfillment of a prophecy from Isaiah 714, where Isaiah was uh, asked to prophesy. And uh, they wanted a sign. And he said, well, you'll, the sign you'll get is a virgin shall be with child. Some people have tried to translate that as Isaiah's wife had a child. It's like, well, wait a minute. Isaiah's wife was married. She wasn't a virgin. Or they try to say not virgin, but it means maiden. 
but it, that's not the original Hebrew at all. It, it's virgin. A virgin shall be with child. And so here we have a virgin, which cannot possibly have a child, but can if the Holy Spirit comes upon her, acts as the father, so to speak, through God's ability to create and all of creation. He went in and to Mary and created something inside her miraculously as he does. And so here we've got the second person of the Trinity who has existed forever, but then came as a man so that he can relate to mankind. And uh, it's a beautiful story, man. That's what Christmas is all about. You kind of remind me of Linus from that Charlie Brown Christmas story. You remember that? Oh, I love the Peanuts gang, Nathan. Yeah, well, you know, Charlie Brown was so concerned, all the pageantry and trees and consumerism, and he's wondering what in the world this has anything to do with Christmas. Then Linus goes out on stage, the spotlight put, goes on him, and he reads the Bible story, and everybody realizes that's what Christmas is about, and it's true. Christmas, it can be fun, it can be family, it can be gifts, it can be reindeers and Santa Claus and all that, but that's just window dressing. That's, that's just kid stuff, front. The true gift is the Savior, God himself, coming down to relate to man in person and then to die for our sins. Nathan, that is fantastic. And it reminds me what the Bible says in Isaiah 9, 6. Again, as we talk about Christmas, really, prophetically speaking, Isaiah writing hundreds of years earlier said, for unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulders, and his name will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, and like you mentioned earlier, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. And there's no time like now where peace is so much needed in our country, in the homes, in the lives of people, especially with all the chaos and all the bad news all around us. And again, Nathan, I'm glad you're bringing this right back to Scripture because this is really the birth of Christmas. Well, well said. It's a fascinating story when you think that Isaiah 9, 6 prophesied a child to be born, but his name is Everlasting Father. Like, wait a minute, a child is born. He has a beginning point. But here he's the everlasting, eternal father. No, it's because it's God with us. And that's what Emmanuel means. That's the prophecy, God with us. You know, I kind of like to look at it this way. Uh, if you look at an ant mound and you see the ants running around to and fro and you're wondering, what are those ants thinking? You know, how, did, how do I talk to them? How do I relate to them? It's impossible because I don't speak their language. I don't look like them. I'm not their size. I'm outside of their ant mound, their world. And so I would have to, in a way, relate to an ant is to become an ant. And that's kind of what God did. The son, uh, God's son came to this earth as a child, a baby born of a woman and grew up as a total man. I mean, he was 100 percent human as he was 100 percent God. So he could relate to us, teach us, talk with us, fellowship with us. And even after Jesus was crucified and then resurrected into his glorified body, he still remains fully human when he returns. And he rules on this earth from Jerusalem during his thousand year millennial kingdom. We'll see him face to face, person to person. And God is still continuing to relate to us and connect with us as we can communicate. And brother, that's an amazing thing to think of. Nathan, I love that. And, and one of the things that, that's also very fascinating, Nathan, John 3, 16, he says, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son. And here we have that gift prophesy in scripture in Isaiah sharing uh, again not only who he was but also his mission 
in Matthew chapter one, it says that he's going to be he's going to be the savior of the world. And I just love that because this is not any ordinary baby. This is God himself. Also, according to the Gospel of John, chapter one, it says that he walked amongst us. And this is why when we peel back uh, all this um, uh, uh, United States of America type of mentality of Christmas, it doesn't even come close to the biblical story. And that's why we're hoping for those of you that are part of this program that you will be excited about reading the scriptures, about looking at a biblical Christmas, and you will find so much hope buried inside of this story. Nathan, I just love this. You make a good point. You know, we've really turned like most things humans do. We've made it about ourselves, what we're getting, you know, the accolades we give when we give good gifts, uh, with the feeling that we get from Christmas. It, it, humans have this nasty habit of turning everything that somebody else's or God's into being about themselves. And that's not what Christmas is at all. And I think that's why people find often find Christmas so empty and meaningless is because they've missed the point. It isn't about giving and it's not even about giving to others it's about worshiping the lord and savior who gave his life as a sacrifice for our sins he took the punishment of our sins upon himself so that we could be cleansed and and not guilty anymore of our rebellion against god and so (laughs) that's the true meaning of christmas that's the biblical christmas and when you approach christmas that way it finally has depth and meaning and purpose and you look forward to it every year Nathan, I love that. My wife and I this this uh, week had the opportunity to go out to the theater and watch the movie The Chosen, The Messenger. And um, I would encourage anyone that that has the opportunity to do so. The movie, I think, is still playing in a lot of theaters and it's just done fantastic. Uh, Mr. Jenkins there, the son of the, uh, the the writer from the left behind, his dad uh, 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 wrote this wrote this movie and Nathan, they did a fantastic job bringing Christmas back to the simplicity of the birth of Christ. Fantastic. Yeah, I, I haven't really gotten into the Chosen series. I saw the first episode and at the NRB convention, I talked to some of the actors, but uh, yeah, if you think it's a great movie, I, I definitely want to see it. I remember years ago, I was part of a focus group that got to see the nativity before it aired and we got to see the rough draft and make comments on it. And then they eventually released it for Christmas. And uh, that was a neat experience, but I love it when good, strong, not cheesy uh, Christians, we tend to make cheesy movies, but good, strong Bible-based movies that are well done can connect with people and show them the real meaning of of what God's trying to convey in the Bible. Uh, So yeah. Okay, man, I'll, I'll definitely check it out. Yeah, Nathan, and and it's just uh, they did a wonderful job only because they also had these amazing Christian artists before the movie and they turned the whole thing into like a big Christian concert leading up to the story of Jesus. So when you go, you find people raising their hands in the theater and just worshiping God in the theater. Uh, Phil Wickham and so many amazing artists performed before that. So it's really one of a kind, Nathan. And now that it's still in theater, I would encourage anyone that if they're able to go with it as a family, it is well worth it. Okay, good, good recommendation. And uh, and by the way, I'm not making any money from sharing that on our program, Nathan. So <laughs> for a minute there, I thought you said you went, you were going to say I went and saw Spider-Man, but uh, you're, you're a lot more holy than me. I went and saw Spider-Man, not the Chosen. I'm going <laughs> to... 
Hey, but that's okay. That's what we're saying, Nathan, that in Christmas we get to celebrate and have fun. We just don't want to lose the real meaning of what Christmas is all about. And talking about losing the meaning, there were some, Nathan, that were actually searching, searching for truth. And as we turn to Matthew chapter 2, Matthew's gospel chapter 2, as we look at verses 1 through 8, we notice, Nathan, that there are those that are still uh, searching for truth. As someone once said, that wise men still seek him. And today there's an opportunity for our listeners to seek truth and to really look at the biblical account of the story. So, Nathan, would you be able to go with me there to um, Matthew chapter 2, and maybe I'll read verses 1 through 4, and you can pick up verses 5 through 8 for us? Sure. Yeah, so it's a wonderful story. It says, now, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, behold, the wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, saying, where is he that has been born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east and have come to worship him. When Herod the king heard these things, he was troubled and all Jerusalem with him. And when he had gathered all the chief priests and the scribes of the people together, he inquired of them where the Christ was to be born. So they said to him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for thus it is written by the prophet, But you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judea, are not the least among the rulers of Judah? For out of you shall come a people who will shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod, who had secretly called the wise men, determined for them that what time the star appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search carefully for the young child. When you have found him, bring him back word to me, that I may come and worship him also. Wow. And Nathan, here we have, again, the biblical account of Christmas. Uh, Again, uh, it talks about the person, Jesus, but it also talks about the place. And it talks about those that were seeking and those that were searching uh, for the truth. And again, here, Nathan, we read that it was prophesied. This is not something that was man-made. This was something that was foretold. Well, absolutely. And you have to go back to one of the minor prophets, Malachi chapter uh, two. And there you find, uh, sorry, uh, Micah chapter five. Let me correct that. Micah five, two is the prophecy about Jesus. Uh, It says, but you, Bethlehem Ephrathah, though you are little among the thousands of Judah, yet out of you shall come forth to me the one to be ruler in Israel, whose goings forth are from old, from everlasting. Here we got again. He's coming out. He's being born. But oh, wait, he's old. He's everlasting. That that strange dichotomy of new yet old. And here this prophecy is again, you know, most people don't realize, but that Jesus fulfilled over 300 general and 109 specific distinct prophecies about his first coming. And so we just read two today, but imagine that 109 distinct prophecies. Take for instance, why does this distinct that the, the Messiah would come out of Bethlehem? Because he's coming out of Bethlehem Ephrathah, now, back in that time period, Israel had two Bethlehems, one up in Zebulon and then one south in uh, south of uh, Jerusalem, Bethlehem Ephrathah. So it even went, the prophecy went out of the way to point to exactly which Bethlehem. It also says here he'd come from the tribe of Judah. So we know that the Messiah would be of the line of David and he would shepherd his people Israel. And so it's a fascinating multi, there's a lot of, you know, different facts here that you can find, but these are just two that we've read of 109 distinct prophecies about Jesus' first coming, and he fulfilled all of them 100%.
So, Nathan, you mean to tell me that Christmas did not start in Times Square, New York, with the Macy's Parade? Uh, really? No. <laughs> it actually went back to the prophets, of the you know, seven, six, seven hundred years before Jesus came, prophesying about the Messiah, the ruler. Matter of fact, you want to go even farther back. You could go back all the way to Genesis 3.15, where you got the prophecy of uh, the, the uh, son. This, uh, let me get this correctly here. The seed of the woman, which there's no such thing as the seed of a woman. You have seed of man. In other words, there's the prophecy of the virgin birth right there at the beginning of human history. Nathan, that is just mind boggling. And I hope for those who are part of the program that they can see that this is just amazing as we celebrate the real biblical Christmas as opposed to the man-made celebrations that we find today. You have just given so much more meaning, Nathan, to Christmas from a biblical perspective than what people will get really from just a uh, normal, a regular holiday for them. And that's why we're encouraging those of you that are part of the program. We're not saying don't celebrate Christmas. We love Christmas. We think it's fantastic. But don't lose the most special and most important part of Christmas, and that is Jesus Christ, because he is the only one that can bring hope to this hurting world. Nathan, that is really uh, eye-opening how far back the Bible talks about the origin of Christmas came from. Oh, yeah. I mean, very far back. And it's lost on lots of pastors. You, you talk about the, the secular worship, or you could say, of self during Christmas. But, brother, last year, I— of course, we had all these COVID lockdowns. My particular church was closed that Christmas, but I wanted to go to a Christmas service. And we had a local church that was hosting a Christmas Eve service. So my older son and I went to that service. It was 15 minutes of a TED talk about what God's doing for you. There was no mention of Jesus. There was no mention of his birth, the miraculousness of it, the prophecy of it, the purpose of it. Just what is God doing for you today? And brother, I don't normally write pastors, but I had to write this pastor. I was I was like, hey, you know, this is your opportunity to reach people with the gospel and, and share about the size and the love of God, you know, breathtaking. And uh, he wrote me back, you don't know what you're talking about. I, I And I was like, okay, whatever. I can see why that church has got a problem. But brother, I think the idea, the prophetic background of Jesus is often lost even to pastors. You know, Nathan, and I and I agree, and that's part of why you and I are doing this program is so that individuals will recognize the importance of bringing Jesus into the story. Uh, much like Bible prophecy, sad to say, a lot of people don't study Bible prophecy, uh, pastors included. But look how much prophecy you and I just covered, Nathan, and it has to do with Christmas. So Bible prophecy and Christmas also tied together. Oh, absolutely. Uh, you know, Bible prophecy is nothing more than God knowing how the story ends and telling it to us in advance. All throughout the Bible, 31% of the Bible is prophecy. It's God wanting us to know how human history ends. God wins, Jesus wins, and so we win his children as well. That's, that's it. That's the whole message of prophecy. Now, we as humans are kind of stuck in the uh, where we're born. We're in, on the timeline. But since the timeline for God, since he's outside of time, is already over, he can look back and know how it all ends. And brother, we know how it all ends because he's told us in prophecy. And prophecy tells us that Jesus Christ's first coming was a miracle. It provides life to those who put their faith and trust in Jesus Christ. His sacrifice on the cross provides salvation for the world. 
And that's what Christmas is all about. I love that. Thank you so much, Nathan. For those of you that just tuned in, again, those who are following us on social media, again, we're talking about this very important topic having to do uh, with a prophetic Christmas. Christmas was not a man-made holiday. It was something uh, prophesied, foretold by the Lord in Scripture, the birth of His Son, Jesus Christ, how He will be born, where He will be born, and what His mission would be. So I hope that that has encouraged you today. And again, as Nathan and I just mentioned in Matthew chapter 2, wise men still seek Him. So if you are a wise person out there and you don't have a relationship with the Lord and He has uh, turned you over to this program, that means that God has a plan for you. You're on the right track. Now the next step is for you to open your heart and receive that gift that we just talked about uh, from John 3.16 and, and open your heart and receive that. May that be the greatest gift for you. Uh, this Christmas is nothing else. So if you don't have a personal relationship with the Lord, we want to give you an opportunity right now to receive that gift. Doesn't cost you anything that you can have it by faith. So, Nathan, would you be able to tell that person who doesn't have a relationship right now, but they're part of this program, how they can start that relationship and receive that gift? Well, Vic, that was beautiful. I'm not sure I can add much more to that. It's true. It's all about what Jesus Christ did on the cross. He did all the work. Uh, it's not salvation. You can't make it to heaven based on your own works or your own merits or your own beliefs. It's all about what Jesus Christ did on the cross. He shed his blood. He died so that God's wrath, as John 3.36 says, would be placed on him instead of us. And when we turn to Jesus and accept him in, by faith and repentance, then our sins are forgiven. The punishment Jesus took on our behalf is bestowed upon us, and we are saved. We then receive eternal life forever. If you believe that, if you trust that Jesus Christ is your Savior, then reach out in faith and pray something like, Dear Jesus, please, I know I'm a sinner. I need forgiveness. Please forgive me of my sins and be my Savior. Jesus will do just that. Your sins will be forgiven. The guilt will be washed away, and you'll inherit eternal life forever. Praise the Lord. Thank you so much, Nathan Jones, for that invitation. And if that's you and you just accepted the Lord, wherever you are, maybe in the quietness of your heart, uh, we want to encourage you. Let us know. We would love to rejoice and celebrate with you. 305 992 9537. You can call or text. So those of you following us on social media, feel free to post there that you have come to know Christ and we will send you some material so that you can continue to grow in your relationship with the Lord. And we want to say congratulations and Merry Christmas and what a wonderful gift you have just received from God. And that's what Christmas is all about. And that's why I want to encourage you this Christmas. Uh, don't cheat someone out of the greatest gift and that is sharing with them the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, don't uh, cheat someone out of the wonderful story of Christmas as you celebrate. Open your gifts, celebrate, have fun, but take some time to reflect on this wonderful story that Nathan and I just shared with you in Matthew chapter 1 and chapter 2. And rejoice because there is hope in these dark times. So Nathan, there's always hope out there, even in the midst of darkness, right? Well, our God is a God of hope. If you put your faith and trust in him, you can live through these tumultuous times with great hope and joy. Ooh, amen, amen. Praise the Lord. And of course, again, we just wanted to encourage you with that as we ran out of time for this segment of the program. Nathan, again, thank you so much for opening up these scriptures for us. And I hope you have a blessed Christmas, Nate. You too. A Merry Christmas, Vic, to you and your family and to all of you who are tuned in. God bless.
Amen. Thank you. And again, Vic Batista, Nathan Jones saying Merry Christmas. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you. We hope that this will be the best Christmas ever for you as you continue to trust in Christ and look to him. Have a wonderful, wonderful day. If you need a prayer, give us a call. 305-992-9537. The rest of you have a great Christmas.